All right, welcome in to the 98th episode of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. We have a great one for you. Super producer is at work, so it's an old school episode. Max and I are holding down the fort. We jump into a lot of different things, a lot of fun topics where you go through our reports, go through a little trade segment, and then buy or sell on some narratives for the upcoming NFL season. Before we get into the episode, wanted to shout out our Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y. Over on Twitter, follow us over there. We're going to be announcing a jersey giveaway for our 100th episode. I still can't believe that. Crazy. 100 episodes coming up. We're going to be announcing our jersey giveaway over on the Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy. Again, follow us over there and let's go. Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your Dynasty League for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts. All right, here we go. Episode number 98 of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, whoever you may be. However, you may be listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We have another great episode for you guys today. I'm hanging in New Jersey. Max is up in the land. Super producer Nick C is sadly at work. Two-man episode, old school episode. Max, how you doing? Pete, I'm doing good. I just got back from Toronto yesterday. Um, very cool city. Very cool city um and i'm excited to talk some fantasy we just got our redraft league up and going got a date and everything coming up soon so really looking it's coming up quick man it's the only date you're gonna be on anytime soon Ooh, okay, no, it's probably true below the belt um no i heard toronto underrated city overrated sports teams though uh you went to the rogers center how'd you like it very cool. Went to the Rogers Center. Went to CN Tower the first night for dinner, which is like their big tower that's higher than the Empire State Building. Sat at the top, ate dinner. It moves around. Really trippy um, while you're eating. But Rogers Center, super cool. Got a t-shirt. Went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, had some good grub, good company. It was a good time. It sounds like it was a great time, Max. Uh, I always thought of Toronto as this like super far away land in Canada, but it's like right next door. Which is which is absurd. Speaking about things being right next door, the NFL was back yesterday. I sat on my couch, watched, for lack of a better term, uh, schlubs play for four quarters, including that includes Zach Wilson, that includes my boy Zach Wilson, uh, for four quarters, and I loved every second of it. Uh, I think it's funny every year. I don't know if you agree with this, Max. We don't see football for six months, and I kind of get. Um, desensitized to the violence of it so the first couple preseason games every time somebody gets hit i just go oh oh and then by week six seven in the regular season it'll just be nothing what about you i um i wish there was more bigger hits i mean you got some of those guys out there that are really grinding they're trying to get a roster spot um but i I can definitely see where you're coming from in that aspect it was just, I'm excited that football's back. It was great that I was Browns, Jets. Sad that you lost the Venmo challenge to Nick C, but uh, go Browns. Yeah, we're excited. I, I'm going to be in Cleveland, I believe, for the Jets-Browns game this year. It's more towards Christmas time, right? Christmas, New Year's? 28th. The 28th, so right after Christmas. That's going to be a very expensive plane ticket, but I'm going to try to get down there for that. Uh, before we get into the episode, wanted to thank everyone for making it in. We're on 98. We're, we're chunking towards 100, which is absolutely wild. We have a great episode for you today. We're going to be doing reports from around the realm. Max, of course, every week brings trades. And believe it or not, I can, I can think a couple of them are going to be for me. And then we're going to have a buy or sell segment. Not a traditional buy or sell player segment. We're going to be doing buy or sell narrative segment. So we're going to be talking about different narratives that are happening in the NFL. Uh, just off rip, I can give you a quick one. We're going to jump into after reports. Will the Jets have two top 24 wide receivers this year? Things like that. Wanted to thank you all for making it into the episode. Before we go, Pete, usually you bring the pop culture. But, you know, I was in Toronto talking to my boy, Steph. He's a big baseball fan. And he gave me some baseball trivia. He gave you baseball trivia for you. 
for me. Well, he he likes to do like the MLB, like the show, like walk up. So like he like like the announcer voice. He thinks he's really good at it. He is really good at it. Okay, uh, like Mad Vascursion. That's right. But Peter, who is formerly known as the Georgia Peach, that's a player. That's right. I couldn't tell you that. I feel like I'm pretty pretty good with all my nicknames and everything. I couldn't tell you the Georgia Peach. I asked him. I said, you know, if I asked my boy who's in big into baseball, you think he should know? It? He said, absolutely. The Georgia Peach. I don't know. Hank Aaron. No, not Hank Aaron. Who? Ty Cobb. He's from Georgia, and he was a very mean player. That's so why they call him a Peach. That's why they call him Peach. Um, so it's almost like a play on words, whatever you want to call it. But if you play MLB the show, they'll say now stepping to the plate. The Georgia Peach. There you go. Two second uh, note before we get into the episode. I know Max just said two seconds, but this is something I need to put out there. Ty Cobb apparently gets a really bad rap. Any like correspondence and things like that that he comes out with was always bad. He was very bad with the media and especially early day media. But apparently he wasn't a terrible person based on interviews with with players that he played with. He's a lot like Aaron Rodgers like that, where the media, they just want to eat him alive. And anybody that's ever played with him loves him. So he he's a guy that gets a bad rap. But without further ado, let's get into the episode right now. All right. First up on reports, Tim Patrick, torn Achilles. A lot of Tim Patrick owners. He was more a super bench spot. XYZ. Thoughts, thoughts and prayers with Tim Patrick as he recovers from this. I know he just had ACL surgery last year, but let's talk about the auxiliary pieces there. That's another roadblock gone for Jerry Judy, another roadblock gone for Cortland Sutton to fantasy relevance. Max, what's your take on this? I think Judy and Sutton, they were going to have relevance as well. I think, honestly, it's the biggest jump for Mims. Marvin Mims um, was already going in like mid-second for rookie drafts and like a one-quarterback league. I think it bumps him up to like an early second-round pick. He's, I mean – was that Oklahoma? Great wide receiver. I know Nick C's super, super high on him. There's not much competition there right now. So Marvin Mims is one of those guys where you, you can get him as a throw-in. You could kind of get him as like a, hey, like I wouldn't acquire like Nick C always does. He's like, what do you want for Marvin Mims? Like if you're coming to some rookie player like that, they're going to be like, oh, I want a first rounder or something like that. Um, So try to get him as a throw-in. But I think Judy is going to have a career year. Judy has a career year. What is defined as a career year? Like 10 touchdowns, over 1,000 yards. Like he marks himself as like a top 12 dynasty wide receiver. All right, let's keep moving forward then. I have nothing to talk about with Judy. He's interesting. I'm just not ready to fully invest. I have Jerry Judy in some leagues, but I'd never paid a full price for him. I'm not ready to fully invest in him until I see it on the field. Uh, And then his price will go through the roof, but I'd rather pay more and like know what I get rather than take the lottery ticket. Uh, Let's keep moving forward. Per Dan Campbell, the Lions backfield is going to be a two headed monster. Uh, That is David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. This kind of hurts the the Gibbs owners out there, raises the David Montgomery owners out there. Max, do you see the similar playing out to last year with Jamal Williams, XYZ? What do you think? Yeah, I think Dave Montgomery is going to be that guy. Nixie hinted at it a couple episodes ago, but he's going to be that guy that just gets the touchdowns. He's going to vulture the work. I mean, Jamal Willie was known as the vulture. He would go down on the one-yard line, get the one-yard touchdown, and be fantasy relevant. I think he finished top 10 in running back last year, which is pretty crazy. Um, it Dave was Montgomery, absolutely nuts. I was looking at it last night because I had a free $30 bet on FanDuel. I was like, hmm, I want to use it on something like a Free $30 one. bet, max. They don't just hand those out. You all right? Yeah, I actually <laughs> am. I really, I didn't really know how I got it. Um, I ended up putting on the Browns to win the division. Love that like bet. $30 to win like 112 or 114. Love that bet. But I really came close to putting it on David Montgomery to score 10 plus touchdowns. It's at like plus 430. And I think David Montgomery has a, if he doesn't get hurt, I really think he scores 10 plus rushing touchdowns pretty easily. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-GAMBLER, but... But something that is really important, the Brownies are underrated in that division. I, and this is coming from a guy who could give to SHITS about the Browns. I think that they win the division. I, I'd love I'd love for them to win the division, and they have great odds. And on top of that, David Montgomery, these 
season long bets are so much more fun than the ones you just find out overnight. Uh, Absolutely. I would rather put in, you know, 10 season long bets than put in, you know, X, Y, Z over the season. They're a lot of fun, Uh, but let's, let's talk about value, right? So let's say I have Jameer Gibbs and he was my crowning piece, right? He was my crowning piece on my team. And now we're ready to push for championship. What are you willing to pay for David Montgomery just to get that backfield? Just in case Gibbs goes down and Montgomery's relevant, X, Y, Z. What what is the price on Montgomery given this news? Because it's not a first round pick. It's not, but it's not like. But it's not an, a second. You're gonna have to pay an, a projected early second. Um, I mean, or two seconds. And I honestly, I'd be fine if I had, um, what's his name, Jameer Gibbs. I'd be fine paying two seconds just to secure the backfield. I think he's gonna be worth two seconds this year too, just with the amount of touchdowns he could get. They gave him a very big deal too. I think it was like three years, thirty-three million dollars. So it's yeah, not one like of one of two deal. one of two big running backs to get three-year deals: Miles Sanders and Dave Montgomery. So I really do think that he's going to be involved. They paid him the money, and I think two seconds. Like if I could pay a twenty-four second and a twenty-six second, sign me up. Or a twenty-four and twenty-five, I'd probably still do it. All right, let's keep pushing forward. Travis Etienne is hopeful to have sixteen to seventeen hundred rushing yards per his coach Doug Peterson. Max, what is going on with this hype around him, given the fact that they really don't, you know, early in the season, Doug Peterson comes out and says, we really don't want to run him into the ground. Now he's coming out saying we want 1,700 yards for the guy. I was shocked to see that report. And honestly, I was very low on ETN. If I had ETN before that and, like, that report came out, I'd be trying to sell him right after that report. I really would. I think that he's just not that kind of guy that can get that many rushing yards, especially with tank Bixby, especially with Trevor Lawrence and Ridley and Kirk and all of them. I think that ETN's a great player, but I think he's very overvalued in dynasty right now. Um, going into his third season already. I don't know. I just think I, if I could move ETN and get like a Javonta Williams plus, which I really think you could, I would a hundred, you get a year younger and you can get a plus on top of that. I would a hundred percent do it. When you look at ETN, it's going to be all on the offense. If the offense is a top 12 offense this upcoming season, without a doubt in my mind, he's going to finish as a relevant, I won't say RB1, but he will finish as a relevant fantasy running back that actually makes strides and contributes to your team, right? Especially in Dynasty, right? But if they don't finish as a top 12 offense, his value could turn into a couple seconds. He has a lot of volatility this upcoming season in his dynasty value so at the end of this year he can either be worth two firsts maybe even more given the the finish that he has or he could be worth a second and i I think it's very scary If, if i'm an etn holder i want to be absolutely firm and positive that he is the kind of player that i want on this roster i would be doing deep number analysis xyz etn scares me a lot if I was a cautious fantasy owner, I would move off of him for someone like Javonta Williams, who is coming off that ACL injury this year, who will at least get an extra year's grace in the uh, like dynasty community for value, for fantasy value. 100%. Like if ETN goes out and puts up like a mid-season with like eight, 900 rushing yards, finishes like running back. Five like touchdowns. Running back 20-ish range. He'll be worth like a late first probably. Yeah, Whereas, it's, it's scary. Javonta, starts slow and finishes really strong and it's only 24 going into next season, he'll be worth two first. Absolutely. All right, let's keep moving forward. I wanted to talk about the JT drama for just one moment. Max, we know nothing at this at this given time besides Jim Irsay is playing games and Jonathan Taylor is also playing games. At the end of the day, we both know nine times out of 10, the owners do win. Do you have any qualms, any sense of anxiousness that he is not going to play this year. I really do. I mean, if I'm Jonathan Taylor and I've solidified myself as one of the elite backs in the NFL, and then my owner says, I'm not going to pay you. I mean, I, I you'd be like, why would I risk it? You know, like if he goes out there and gets hurt, no one's going to pay him. Like this is the guy's livelihood here. I don't know. I just think between that and then like, I get the whole report with like the NRFI, like he, the non-football related injury list. Yeah, but then Jonathan Taylor said that was like false. So I, it's just a lot of really interesting stuff going on with Jonathan Taylor, and I feel like the question then becomes like, what could you get for 
one of the backups, whether it's like Evan Hall or um, Dion Jackson. I mean, I tried to get a second for Dion Jackson, got declined. But I would be scared if I'm a Jonathan Taylor owner. I really would, especially so, if I'm a competitor. Let's say, let's say uh, you bought the dip on Jonathan Taylor, sure. right? And he was again, and I hate always using this, uh, this, but I'm going to do it. He's like that finishing piece for your team. Now you are ready to compete. You know, you have two good running backs. You have Jonathan Taylor as your RB one stud that you bought cheap. What is your pivot here? Because at this point in time, if you have Jonathan Taylor as your RB one going into this season, I think you have to do a little check. You got to check the temperature and see what you could get for him because you don't want the season to stop before it even starts. True, Pete. What would you be trying? Like, if I'm Jonathan Taylor owner, like, I think he's probably viewed in the dynasty community as like a top five dynasty running back. I mean, I would downgrade to like a Nick Chubb, who's like a running back 12, 15 range in the dynasty community, just given age. Like, if I can get a Nick Chubb plus like a Jerry Judy or plus like a Deontay Johnson, like, that would I be think insane. it would more, it would more be Chubb and Johnson versus Chubb and Judy. But like Chubb and Johnson for Jonathan Taylor, like, I would love to have that. Even if you got Chubb and another running back, like I think that would be a great deal, because um, I think Chubb has a really good path to finish top three, if not number one, this year. Chubb, Chubb, outside of injury, is almost guaranteed to finish top six, just with the amount of times he's going to get the rock. Same thing with Henry. Outside of injury, he's going to finish top six at running back. Uh, it's going to be interesting this upcoming year with Taylor. If you're an owner, I think we should give some definitive advice. I'm a Jonathan Taylor owner. I'm shopping around right now, but I'm not actively shopping around. You yeah, can't yeah. actively shop around. You can't put them on your trade block. Correct. Sorry, Mr. C. Super producer Nixie put them on the trade block. That means scared. I would start looking to buy running back, see if you can swap Taylor in those deals. Correct. That does mean scared when you put them on the trade block and you put them in. If you're in multiple leagues with these people and you're they're putting them on trade block in all of the leagues, oh, they're really scared. Then you go to them and say, hey, what do you want for Jonathan Taylor? I'll give you a second. Oh, well, then that just stops the conversation, Pete. All right. Last talking point in our report segment, Cooper Cup. Super producer Nixie's team just keeps getting hammered. Cooper Cup looks like he has a hamstring injury, I believe. Uh, It's going to sideline him for a little bit of camp. The age is starting to push. The injuries are coming out. He's not a particularly big guy. Max? If you're a competitor like Super Producer, what are you doing with this news? I know Super Producer also put Cup on the block. Honestly, that Rams offense is one of the, like, I think that's something we could just talk about. Like, there's Cooper Cup, and then the running back is, what, Cam Akers? Both or those now. Guys, or now, exactly. Where it's like, all right, so you look at the offense, you look at the team, like there's Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, um, the rookie. If Cooper. you have to say Ben, if you have to say Ben Skoranek in a sentence, then you know you're struggling. Correct. So then it's like, all right, you look at like the rookies there. The only really guy is this Puka guy, I'm 6'2", 205 pounds. His report came out yesterday. That he's competing for the number three role in the offense behind Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. This is just a team where it's like after the season, Stafford could be gone. They could just really be in the rebuild so cooper cup's just not a guy i want to invest in and i get it he, he could have a great season he did last season but i'd rather just have like if i'm going for an older guy i'd rather have Devonte adams but... question cooper cup or travis kelsey over the next two years Kelsey, 100 every day of the week twice on sunday sure cooper cup or like even if i could get like cooper cup and like I, what do you think cooper cup's worth He's worth a first, but that's it. He's worth no more than a first. I feel like six months ago, six weeks ago, he might have been worth like two firsts, first and a half. But a lot of this camp news that Sean McVay really doesn't have it under control in Los Angeles. Matt Stafford coming back and not looking incredible in camp. I think there's just a lot of problems that people have with the uh, with the Rams offense right now. People are scared and Cooper Cup's value is going to dip based on that. And it's like, he's 30 years old. He just turned 30, June 15th. I I just can't imagine this guy being relevant for, if he's relevant this season, he's just not going to be relevant next season at 31 with that offense, with Matthew Stafford, with 
just everything we talked about it just seems like a dumpster yeah. fire waiting to happen. This is so I, I try to get out on him now. This is what my dad always says. Big Mike has told me is like, is he Jerry Rice? No. Devontae Adams is in that tier, in that like elite level longevity tier where even if Adams is 32, I would still invest in him for a second round pick if he's with a decent quarterback, right? Because the whole thing is you understand just like that next level that they operate at, right? And I don't think Cup has that that next level longevity in his career. I would be surprised if he ever becomes worth two firsts again. He might become worth a first and a half. Uh, but I don't think he's ever going to be worth two first again. If you didn't sell, you missed your opportunity. Yeah, I uh, like just looking at Nick C. Look, looking at his team. I know he's not here, um, but it's, it's, it's a lot of scaredness. Read off his team. Very, very scaredness, man. And it's like his draft capital. He doesn't have a first round pick until twenty twenty six. His team his is team. Mahomes is great. Like Mahomes, lock in whatever. McCaffrey. 27 years old. Nick Chubb, 27 years old. Cooper Cup, 30 years old. Tyreek Hill, 29. Travis Kelsey, 33. Tony Pollard, even, 26. That's his starting lineup. Um, Incredible got, starting lineup. For it's a great lineup. Like, he's probably going to win the league. He does have Amon Ross St. Brown and Brandon Ayuk on the bench. But that's, like, about it. Like, he's got a bunch of, like, mid guys outside of that. No first-round pick. Like I said, till 2026, he should have 201 next year is what he's thinking, which is crazy because that's, that's my second. I plan on winning the league. But if I'm Nick C, like I get it. You're going for it this year. Like I don't see that team being relevant for the next two seasons. Do you? I think it can be. It can be relevant for the next two seasons. Three is where they're, by 2026, if, if I'm Nick C, and I, I truly mean this, and I know you're listening, Nick C, because you're editing this. Under no circumstances, no matter what comes your way, you do not sell that 2026 first. No oh, matter what. No yeah. matter what. I was shocked you sold me as 2025 first because, like, okay, they're relevant for this season, but then, like, I just don't see all these guys having two healthy seasons in a row, if that. And it's like if Nick Chubb, McCaffrey, Pollard, if they get hurt, they're done. Same with Cooper Cup. So it's like if one of these guys gets hurt in the next two seasons, they're done. I get he has Amon Ross St. Brown and Brandon Ayuk, who are younger. But in that division, it's just I was shocked he sold me as 2025 first. So I know it's a rough division. All right, let's run into your trade segment, Max. Let's let's do it, Pete. Um, I got a couple of trades that I wanted to talk about. Two of them with you. Um, I wanted to offer you two trades, kind of see what your thoughts were there, and then just kind of give your trade value or hear your trade value, and I'll also share mine on just like three players that I'm like trying to buy and what you would pay for them. Okay. Does that sound like a good agenda here, Pete? Max, it sounds incredible. I love that answer, Peter. So first and foremost, I'm going to offer you two trades, Pete. I'm ready. See, like if someone came to me and they're like, Max, I'm going to offer you two trades. I would be grinning ear to ear. Peter doesn't even have a smile on his face. He doesn't even care. He just says, I got to play it cool. I got to play it cool or else you're going to not give me a good deal. My first trade, Pete, is in a 12-team, half-point PPR, one-quarterback league. I'm prepared to give you a projected early 2025 first-round pick Okay, for Jalen Hurts. That is incredibly hard. Uh, everyone out there knows that I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I think Jalen has a very long career ahead of him, despite how much he runs. Um, I think he's a proficient enough pocket passer to to have longevity in this in this uh this league. A projected early twenty twenty five first is very very enticing, especially given the fact that I am rebuilding. If I give Jalen Hurts to Max, I can probably eventually get him back again, no matter what. But Jalen Hurts is my guy, and it's going to be hard for me to say no, but I I think I have to, and I know Max is going to have the craziest face. Uh, face on right now but Jalen Hurts is my guy through and through I was big on him in college and uh, when he got drafted in the second round I remember tweeting about him and just about how good he was going to be no matter where he landed he was going to find a way and he's incredible I can't get rid of my boy like that well I know I know it's crazy 
he's top five quarterback dynasty dynasty value wise right now. Sure. I just figured it would really help your your team out this year as well, getting rid of Jalen Hurts for your pick this year. It would hurt my team if I had to start Jalen Hurts every week. But you wouldn't. You'd trade him to a competitor. Start him. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it, but I'd start him. But I don't know. I feel like that's that's an – right. yeah, everything values can change. But if you're getting a top five pick for any quarterback, I think that's like a pretty easy accept. Um, I think that pick has a pretty good chance of being top five. I'd almost guarantee it actually given the age and lack thereof depth of that team. Um, but, Pete, you think about that one. If you change your mind, you let me know. Okay. What's trade number two? All right, Pete. I'm going to offer you something, and it's pretty good. I'm ready. 12-team super flex, full point PPR. PPR. I'm prepared, Peter, to give you Jordan Love and George Pickens. Okay. For T. Higgins. I can't do that. Wow. I look. I contemplated that one too. I think I that's a just straight reject for me. I, I look at T. Higgins, especially in a full point PPR league, and I know that he's a great player. We have multiple years uh, of of data on that, that he can finish, especially if he ever becomes a wide receiver one on his own. He can finish as an elite, elite guy, especially with a good quarterback, right? I look at George Pickens. I really don't like him. I know a lot of people are really high on him. And then it's a dart throw at quarterback. I know in Superflex League, it's very hard to find starting quarterbacks. Uh, but given the depth on my team at wide receiver, X, Y, Z, I, I can't in good faith accept that deal. Damn. And if it was Jordan Addison instead of George Pickens? Then now we're talking, Max. Now we're talking. Now so you I, want... think, I think they're close, those two. I don't, and it's just I I don't enjoy Pickens. I just don't I don't like him. I don't like uh, the kind of receiver the receiver that he uh, types out to be. I like Addison though. You would accept that one? I would I would definitely think about it hard. It, it's it, it's a you know ninety ten accept for me. I'd have to think about it a little bit more, but I'd probably would accept that. Yeah, I feel like you probably would. I feel like I would too if I was you. All right, let's move on to some player values. All right, Max, let's talk about some values. Who are you trying to target right now? The first guy that I'm trying to target is Greg Dulcich. And he's one of those guys where these injuries that we talked about earlier in the episode, I really do think benefit Greg Dulcich a lot. Um, the running game, I just don't think is going to be there with Javanta's coming back from injury, Samaj P. Ryan. Um, I really think Russell Wilson takes his career year, this big leap with Sean Payton. I know Sean Payton's been talking a big game about Nathaniel Hackett and what happened last year, yada, yada, yada. Um, but Dulcich is one of those guys where it's like, if I could get Dulcich for, you, I'm not going to pay a first for him. I'm just not going to do that. No, and no one should right now. And no one should. But he's one of those guys where I, like, what do you think he's worth? How do how would you go about getting him, Peter? He's one of those guys that I I really want. I want to target. He's a throw-in piece uh, to get deals done, right? You cannot approach an owner and just say, "I want Greg Dulcich," unless you know that they don't like them, uh, like him, right? So you have to make a little bit of a larger deal around Dulcich to probably get him. I'm a huge Dulcich guy and own him in a couple leagues. I think for me, my selling price is a first because I know he's worth a second, right? And I would rather take the upside that he has than just cash out for a second round pick that can eventually become a second round pick. You know what I mean? I look at Greg Dulcich and I see the potential for, call me crazy, top six tight end finish this year if the chips fall correctly, right? Uh, And then he's a 24, 25-year-old guy who just finishes a top six tight end. What's his value? Right, he has the chance to exponentially grow, not just just not just double in value. He can like triple his fantasy value this season if he has a good year. I think his fair market value for me, if I was if I was a buyer and a seller, come to terms on an agreement would be two seconds, and they would have to be in twenty twenty four. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like if he doesn't hit this year, he doesn't pan out, he gets hurt, yada yada yada. Like, all right, then you'd probably sell for a second at the end of the season. So if you get two seconds now, that's that's great return on your investment there. Um, 
But I think he's one of those guys where it's like, yeah, he is a throw in piece and you don't want to approach the owner kind of like how we were talking about earlier. You don't want to approach the owner and say, hey, like, how can I get Greg Dulcich? You kind of be like, hey, throw in Greg Dulcich and then this deal can get done, you know? Exactly. All right. So Greg Dulcich, number one on Max's radar right now. Who's number two? Number one on my radar is is probably Greg Dulcich, yes. Um, number two on my radar is we're gonna we're gonna switch it up a little bit and we're gonna do a sell. So we're gonna do a buy, gonna do a sell, gonna do a buy, gonna do a sell, gonna do four of them here. Um, but my sell right now is Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, without I, a doubt. That's a clear sell. Yeah, you gotta get rid of him now. I can't get behind it, man. Like I, I was behind it. I wasn't behind it. He's one of those guys where I feel like he could have a great season, but I see where he's going in redrafts. I see where he's valued right now in the dynasty community. The guy's 25 years old. He he's just in he's in a Bill Belichick offense. Like I don't know what to say other than like I don't trust it. I just don't. I don't trust his build. I don't trust his workload. They're trying I, to get Zeke in there. They're trying they're talking to Dalvin Cook. Correct, Peter. They're trying to get these guys in here and it's like I've seen owners like decline first and a half, two first for this guy, thinking he's going to be the same as last year. When it's like, if you really look at it, like he had a great season last year, but a lot of that was PPR. A lot of that was the catches. I mean, there were games where he had nine, six, eight, seven catches. Rushing work, he didn't really get that much rushing upside. 12, 14, 11, 10, 13. There were games where he got single digit rushing attempts. So, He's one of those guys where I am screaming sell. Um, what would you be trying to sell him for, Pete? I'd be trying to sell him for a first, which is going to be hard to find. I feel like earlier in the offseason, you probably could have got two. I feel like you really could have. There's a lot of hype around Ramondre taking over that offense. Who else is there? X, Y, Z. Uh, cooler heads have prevailed with his value. Similar to Dulcich, I think they probably have equivalent values in two seconds. 20, 24 seconds gets it done. Here, this is this is something we're going to mention later in our buy sell segment. Uh, these narratives, I'd love to get your take on it now since we're talking about Ramondre. Who finishes with more points this year, Ramondre or Mac Jones? I still think it's Ramondre, which is crazy. No, I think Mac Jones will. I don't think so. I don't even think Mac Jones is going to be playing after four weeks. I can see that scenario as well. So I, I just look at I look at Ramondre and I think at the running back position, it's so thin. He's still worth two seconds to me. He's still worth investing in. I just can't see a world that he's worth a first round pick. That's crazy. I think if I'm an owner right now, and I I don't think owners are selling for less than a first and a half, but if I could go out and I could get like a trade that I would be like looking to queue up is like a JK Dobbins plus for Ramondre. Like if I could go out and get JK plus for Ramondre, like JK plus, you could get probably like JK plus Elijah Elijah Moore, honestly. What do you think? What do you think about Sanders? And I know I talk about Sanders a lot, but sure. to, yeah, I would do I would try yeah. to get Sanders plus. Hundred percent. I think you can get like Ramondre for Sanders plus maybe a guy like Josh Downs or a guy like Mingo, even. I don't know, Mingo in the first in some drafts. Yeah. But yeah, you could definitely get Sanders plus for Ramondre. I think both those guys, like Sanders, you'd be getting a little older. I'd only do that if I got like a young wide receiver in return with that Sanders plus, but JK Dobbins plus like Elijah Moore, I would do that 10 times out of 10. All right. Next player, Max. Next player. We're, we're buying again, Pete, believe it or not. We're buying Ready? again. It's a weird say too, Pete. It is. It, it, I don't like it. I'm buying tank Dell. I'm buying, I'm buying the players, Nico Collins. I'm buying John Mechie. Buying huge. I'm buying these Texans players. I really am. I love Mechie. Um, you lost. You lost the train if you didn't. If you didn't buy Mechie last year, I love Mechie. These guys are like the first guy I did was Dulcich. Like he's not an expensive piece. These guys are not expensive pieces as well. Like obviously, these guys are straight seconds, maybe thirds. Correct. And it's like these guys are like I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, go buy Devonte Adams. Like that's a pretty obvious one. But these are guys where it's like. I just added in our uh, Mike V league a couple days ago. I added uh, Xavier Hutchinson. He's six foot three, two hundred five pounds. He's a rookie, um, but Tank Dell went in the third round. Hutchinson went th- three lot like in the sixth round. Like, there's these guys like Robert Woods is not the guy of the future. He's thirty one years old, right? He could have a fine season, but 
Robert Woods is not worth anything to me. But like Nico Collins, I've heard has looked really good in camp. John Mechie, even Dalton Schultz, he's on a one-year deal there. I think that the Texans are a team where they traded their first next year. They obviously believe in C.J. Stroud. They have a new head coach. I think this is one of those teams where it's like they could do a whole 180 and be a really solid team that's like surprises a lot of people. So I think that I would be trying to just buy these guys because like if they don't get a top pick in the draft, they don't get Marvin Harrison. These are the guys for the next two well, they, seasons. They don't even have their first round pick next year. They have the Browns. True. Which, which I don't think will be a top pick anyway. So I don't think so either. But they they when they traded that pick, they're like CJ Stroud is the guy. We are fine not having our first rounder next year. Like they traded it to get Will Anderson or whatever. Yep. Um but these guys are dirt cheap, and I just see trying to buy them just based off the fact that like if they hit and CJ Stroud hits, these guys are gonna be worth double, triple, quadruple their price. Absolutely. All right, let's keep moving forward. Let's get the last sell before we get into our full buy sell. Uh, narrative segment let's uh we're gonna sell we're gonna sell a guy here and my sell is probably gonna have to be tony pollard he's another guy like ramondre i just i can't get behind it it's took him four years to get the starting job i get there with Ezekiel elliott there no long-term commitment no long-term commitment franchise tag player you could say josh jacobs is a sell too we talked about this a little bit last week I, I like him for this season, but that's about it. The guy's 26 years old. I just don't see it. Like, after this season, like him wanting a big deal, he's going to have to go play for some trash team that just it doesn't know what they're doing. It's all going to depend with these free agent running backs next season, these next year free agent running backs. I think Saquon is allowed to get franchised again, but he'll probably make a deal with the Giants. I really don't see him going anywhere. But you look at guys like, um, you guys, look at guys like Josh Jacobs and Pollard, Jacobs is going to be no matter basically what happens this year, uh, as long as both of those guys stay the same level, Jacobs will get more money and will get on a better team than and Pollard. Than Pollard, yeah, he's that's done, just he's done it for four years. Pollard's done it for one. Exactly, that's the whole thing. Is Jacobs no matter what he will probably get a deal. Uh, I don't think it's going to be uh, like James Conner and the Cardinals kind of deal, where it's like just tossing like chump change at a guy, I think he will get a legitimate deal just because those transformative running backs, the truly transformative running backs, when they go on the market, they do get courted a little bit. Like, look at Dalvin Cook. The reason Dalvin Cook isn't signed right now is because Dalvin Cook doesn't want to be signed right now. Like, I'm sure there are teams out there like the Jets, the Dolphins, uh, XYZ, all these other teams that would actually utilize him at a great rate for this upcoming season, but he's holding out on his own while he's a free agent. Right. So I look at this next year's market. It's going to be completely filled up with Josh Jacobs, getting those top elite tier teams to buy into him. I don't think Pollard's going to have a real screaming chance at elite teams. I think he's going to go down the Texans road where he's going to go sign with the Texans, maybe have a good year and then just fizzle out. He's 26. I just don't see him getting a contract next year. For me, it's just like the age, it's the injury. And I, also, it's it's Dallas in general. I think if Dallas has a pretty mediocre year, they don't make it again. They are going to switch some things up, whether it's Dak, whether it's Pollard, whether it's CD, whatever it might be. I don't think they're going to get rid of CD, but I think they're going to really just do a 180. Um, a trade that I'd honestly think could go through these days. But like, I would do like a Pollard plus. So you could even do like, that early second rounder next year or Pollard plus Laporta plus the second rounder and try to get like Jonathan Taylor. I, I really would be trying to sell Pollard now and buy Jonathan Taylor during this, this scarcity, even though I am scared of Jonathan Taylor for this season, as I mentioned, I'd rather have that Jonathan Taylor's only 24 years old. Like he's still so young, you know? Yeah. Plus draft capital. If I, but if I could get off my Pollard for you know, Jonathan Taylor, I think that'd be great. And I think, They'll find owners that those that they're not that far off. All right, let's move into buy or sell narrative edition. All right, Max, I mentioned it earlier. First one, we're going to buy or sell these narratives. First one, are you buying that the Jets will have two top 24 half PPR wide receivers this year? I am not. I mean, they sell. I'm selling it. I, I don't think so. That'd be saying Lazard finishes top 24. Is that what I'm getting at? 
any other receiver finishes top 24. That one guy that everyone's hyping up right now. Jason Brownlee. He had a good game yesterday. What do you have? Two catches for like 17 yards or something? Oh, yeah. Huge game. I don't know. Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hardman, Randall Cobb. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. No, I I don't think so. Rodgers has been that kind of guy where we haven't even seen him throw for over 300 more than like five times in the past two seasons combined. If these guys are going to finish top 24, they're going to have to catch a lot of touchdowns. And I really think that with the running back room that they have and that they might add another one like Dalvin Cook, I just don't see Rodgers throwing that many touchdowns to Garrett Wilson and like Lazard and them. I'm selling that as well. If Elijah Moore was still on the team, I'd say yes. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, let's keep moving forward. Bills will be able to run the ball effectively with James Cook this season. I am buying that. You are buying. I am selling through the roof, but let's hear your side. I'm buying. I think that Damian Harris does not scare me there. I think that they drafted James Cook last season pretty high up there. I do think that his brother being in the NFL helped his cause a little bit. Um, but from the report that came out yesterday, how they want to utilize them all over the field, three down workhorse, like running back. I am, I'm just buying it. I think that Buffalo, they haven't been able to get over that hump of just throwing the ball all the time. So why not try to run it some more? I am absolutely selling it. The bills have never been able to run the football under McDermott. They tried last year and they completely failed. I don't think James Cook is the answer. He's not like the running back. That's going to, going to make the difference. Uh, he's not going to be like a, a savior type running back. He's not Barry Sanders. He's not his brother, sadly. I, I don't think that they're going to be able to run the ball and it's going to be their kryptonite again. So anybody that's investing in James Cook, sell him now while you can, because I don't think he finishes as a you know top 16 fantasy running back. I don't what even think he finishes for? top 14, uh, top uh, top 24. Wow, what are you selling for? I feel like from the right owner, you can get a couple seconds. I don't think you can get a first. I think you could easily get a first these days, man. I really don't think you can. If Miles Sanders isn't going for a first, James Cook, you can't get it. First, Miles first. Sanders 26, James Cook's 23. Like James Cook, heavy involved in the passing work. He got five out of Josh, Josh Allen's 12 completions during Tuesday's drills. Like, I don't know. I, I really think that they use him a lot in that passing game, and I think that they want to run the ball, that they are going to do it. All right, let's keep moving forward. We're split on this one. Next one up, Deshaun Watson will have a top six quarterback finish this year, returning to the place he once sat at. Yeah, I'm buying it, Pete. I mean, maybe I'm delusional, but I just feel like this team on paper, the wide receivers they have, the roster they have, the offensive line that they have, I think, and especially the division they're in, they're going to have to score a lot of points if they want to keep up. Getting acclimated those last six games. Correct. And a whole offseason, Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, they drafted Cedric Tillman. You got Donovan Peoples-Jones. You have the weapons for him, man. Chief and Joe Like, Yes, I'm buying it. I don't need to say anymore. I think I'm buying it as well. Watson was an incredible player. He was an electric dynamite player. Uh, And at that time, he was probably in Superflex, a top three asset. Correct. Top three assets, super flex, uh, how the mighty have fallen. But I think he comes back. He had a full offseason to to reacclimate himself to football and focus on football for, for a change. I look at that team. There's only one path where he does not finish as a top six quarterback, and that's if they run the SHIT out of the ball. Literally. That's the only way is if they are beating teams tremendously. Uh, early on i think his floor is top 12 100 yeah you uh it, it's interesting you offered me in Superflex, peter you offered me a lamar jackson plus darnell mooney for sean watson i declined it um that's basically me saying i value watson higher than lamar darnell mooney does not really do much but i think that just the longevity of watson's career he's only 27 years old we know what he he's been a top five quarterback three seasons in a row when he plays a full season, he's a top five quarterback. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So he's a very, very uber talented guy. Um, and Lamar just kind of scares me. Lamar does scare me as well. But in the other package where I got Lamar, I feel like I got too much value when I gave up Watson. 
a different trade. It wasn't that trade that we just mentioned. It was a different one, but you did. Let's let's keep moving forward. George Pickens is going to have a better fantasy finish this season than Deontay Johnson. No, I'm selling that, Peter. Straight Peter. sell. I, I'm going to sell as well. You, well. I already mentioned on the on the pod earlier. I do not like Pickens at all. I think Deontay Johnson, the technical route runner, he will find the end zone more than one time this year. 100. percent If he found it four times last year, he would have been valued completely differently this offseason. It is crazy. He had 144 targets last season. I think he goes for over a thousand yards, just given the amount of, if he goes for over a thousand has five or six touchdowns and gets his 90 catches, he'll be a top 15 wide receiver again. And he's only 20. He just turned 27. So I love, love Deontay Johnson. George Pickens, I think is a name that makes big catches and gets in people's faces and just flaunts his way there. All right, let's keep moving forward. Devontae Adams will end up on a different team before the season ends. Wow, Pete, this is a hot one. I think I'm buying this one without a doubt. And that would mean in Dynasty that I'm also going to be buying Devontae Adams if I'm a competitor. Yeah, I I think I'm buying too. I mean, if a team's trading for Devontae, they're going to have to be wanting to compete. They're not going to trade for a 31-year-old wide receiver. So, yeah, I'll buy it with you, Pete. I I, I like – That'd be an, an electric thing to see. Like if the Chiefs traded for Devontae, holy cow. All right, let's keep moving forward. Tony Pollard has a top six RB finish this year. Super high utilization on that franchise tag. No, I, I can't buy that. Top six, is it, it's in the cards for sure. But I, I he's a sell for me. I think that this is a sell take as well. I'm going to be selling that one as well. Next one up, Christian Watson has a better season than Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs, camp darling, again, is showing out in camp, but who has more, the high volume Romeo Dobbs or the low volume big upside Christian Watson? I think this one all comes down to Jordan Love and the season that he has. I think that Christian Watson has a better season than Romeo Dobbs. Christian, I'd rather buy that one dynasty. Romeo Dobbs just given the price tag, though. Yeah, I'm going to buy that Watson's going to have a better season. I think Watson comes into his own this year as a route runner uh, and has a, a better year overall uh, than last year with Rodgers. Uh, I'm buying I'm buying this narrative. All right, Max, I don't know if you saw this one. This one's my favorite one that we've asked so far, and it's the last one. George Kittle will return his fantasy value post this season. So whatever you paid for him, fair market value, he will be worth that same amount come – the day after the Super Bowl. I love Kittle more than the next guy. I think you know that. But I think I have to sell this. I just There's just so many mouths to feed there between McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk. I don't know who the quarterback situation is. I'm selling it. I'm selling it as well. I think if you're not out on Kittle yet, he's not going to win you a championship. He's not a tight end that is going to make such a valuable difference on your roster that you can't find somewhere else. I'd rather have Dallas Goddard. I feel like I'd rather pay more for Dallas Goddard than George Kittle at this point in his career. Kittle, while great and very uh, spurty, is extremely inconsistent. He can win you weeks. He can't. He's getting older. Not only getting older, he is, he is uh, I would say, old now. Him and Kelsey are the two uh, old heads at tight end, and one just outproduces the other by an insane amount. Kelsey is still worth a first at his age, maybe even more than a first depending on the the context of the team and the assets that they have. I'd be surprised if you at the end of the season would be able to buy George Kittle for a second. Yeah. It, it, and he's one of those guys where it's like, if he gets injured again, man, what's he even going to be worth? I feel like this guy is, he's always hurt. Believe it or not, Pete. And I'll say this before we wrap up the episode and we could kind of talk about this guy as well. I was doing a mock draft the other day. And we all have very for this is for redraft, but one of my favorite targets this off season is probably Dallas Goddard. He's great value, man. He the value that you could get him at, like you don't have to pay a super high value for like Andrews or Kelsey or even Hawkinson. You could get him a couple rounds later, and I feel like he. I think he's going in the sixth or seventh. Yeah, and he'll put up similar numbers. Yeah, um, obviously not the same, but but close enough where it's going to be the difference will be negligible for the value. That yeah, it is. absolutely. And yeah, he he's just one of those guys where it's like honestly, I, I could put him in my buy segment because 
he's probably not worth a first. There's probably owners out there that value him less than a first. And I think he's one of those guys that can return investment on a first round pick. Absolutely. He could be worth, uh, and again, he's a little bit older, so I don't think he can be worth more than one first at the end of the no. year, no matter the season he kind of has. Correct. Maybe he can be worth a first and a half, but he's not the kind of guy that can exponentially grow, but he is a, a safer investment, in my opinion, barring injury. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that he really will be safe. Is a great he's, word. He is a part of that offense, and when you look at A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, right, and that running game, that's a lot of mouths to feed. And he was still able to put up a good season last year while missing four or five games. Uh, he he is a red zone threat. I absolutely love Dallas Goddard, and he's a big chunk play guy as well. But this was talking about Kittle, and both of us are going to sell that Kittle returns his value post this season. If you're a competitor, go get someone else. Pete. I didn't get enough trades, and I want to offer you one more, man. All so, right. We'll wrap list- up with a final trade from you, Mr. Max. Superflex 12-team full-point PPR. I am prepared, Peter, to offer you a 2024 first. Okay. Which is my own first-round pick. Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett for Lamar Jackson. I'm okay, Max. I know that's a lot of value, but to have a top-six quarterback takes a lot to get that you back. You I, I'm passing on that, yeah. I feel like it's too much uh, theoretical value. There's not enough actual value there. What if it was Addison instead of Pickett? Interesting, but I still can't do it for Lamar. Really? Lamar's hard, man. L- Lamar, especially now that he got paid, I feel like it's going to be less BS with him sitting on the sidelines. I feel like he's going to play a little more. Quarterbacks and super flex, it's hard. Hard to get rid of them. I wouldn't have an elite quarterback on my team interesting but i'm gonna have to pass for a first round with, with me passing that's gonna get us to the end of the episode thank you so much for listening uh we have a couple of great listeners out there a lot of guys from our mike v league wanted to shout you guys out for listening all the way to the end all the time you guys always give us such great insight and uh and commentary on it i'll say this kev k congrats on the engagement my guy yeah kev k got engaged Kev K got engaged. He did. And he didn't tell the Mike V Fantasy League? You do not follow Kev K on Instagram? I don't. You should you should do that. Kev K, congrats on the engagement. For that, we give you one extra entry for our jersey pool giveaway that's being announced here in a couple weeks. Absolutely. Kev K. Free. Putting a ring on a finger. I don't think he'll do it in Mike V this year. But oh. I'd love for him to prove me wrong. Wow, Pete, that's a good challenge. I like that. Two rings in one year. Can he do it? I don't think he can either. I don't think he's got the depth. All right. Wanted to thank everyone for making it to the end. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy over there. Give us a follow on Apple Pod, Spotify, however you get your podcast. Next week, episode number 99. Crazy. All right. Thanks, everyone, for making it to the end. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens.